Welcome to the Higher Ed, Higher Purpose podcast, guiding families to find the right college fit, helping students in the college search process while exploring God's purpose for their lives. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of the Higher Ed, Higher Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Phil Cook. We're so pleased to be bringing you information about making this college choice, and in particular, about Christian schools. We're so pleased to have with us today Coach Renee Lopez. Coach Lopez is an expert in the college recruiting process. She also prepares uh, leaders in training and also does team culture development. She is a licensed coach and recruited and produced three All-Americans and has been a Coach of the Year. We're so thrilled she's part of our podcast. Welcome today, Coach Lopez. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. Well, we're glad you're here. We are talking to experts in this recruiting process of college universities, but not athletics. So we're thrilled that we have you with us to start uh, this conversation with. And you have a very successful coaching consulting business, Facebook parent group with 58,000, really 58,000 followers, coach? Yes. That's incredible. So 58,000 followers and you offer specific advice to parents as they help guide their students through the athletic recruiting process. So I'd imagine in all of your expertise and your website, rlopezcoaching.com, that you get a lot of questions. What are the two or three things that come up most frequently that you have to answer? And how do you answer those questions? Well, we definitely get a lot of questions every single day. And I encourage people to use the search bar because we have so many of the same questions for sure that happen. You know, it's important for families to really realize that they think that, you know, they watch a movie like The Blind Side and they think that college coaches just, you're talented. So therefore coaches just show up at your door, come knocking at your door saying, you're great. Here's what we're going to offer you. And that's really just not how the process goes. So it's funny because oftentimes we get the question is, my, ki- my kid's really talented. How do they get seen? How, how do the coaches not know about them already? And I always say back is they need to be taking the process into their own hands and that those student athletes need to be reaching out to those coaches and expressing interest of the, the, in the school specifically. That means sending film. That means sending an email, giving their transcripts and their test scores, and really starting that process to letting the, no co- the coach know that, I really am interested in this school and not just sitting back and thinking I'm talented. So college is going to, are going to know about me. And it's a huge misconception that's out there. And so, you know, I think the question I always get is how do I get my kids seen? And the fact is my, my response is really simple and people just look at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, no, it really is as simple as your student athlete reaching out, sending emails to those, those college coaches, letting them know you're interested in the school and that you've done research on the school watch a virtual campus tour, you know, get an opportunity to be able to really see a little bit more what that school is like. And then if you're looking at a Christian college, tell them you're a Christian, tell them you've been involved in your youth group, tell them you're involved in Young Life or Fellowship Christian Athletes or whatever organization you're part of, you know, let them know that you are interested in the Christian college specifically, as opposed to a blanket email that you copied and pasted to 60 colleges. And so letting them know you've investigated their school, I think it's really, really important. You know, I, the other part is, you know, looking saying, well, what's another question that, that parents always ask is, should I hire a recruiting service to do this? And the fact of the matter is you do not need a recruiting service. Do not do it. Do not spend money. College coaches want to hear directly from a student athlete, not through some agencies, through some third party, those coaches, things like that. They want to hear directly from those student athletes. And so if you can have that as your primary focus is that your student athlete reaching out and taking the steps to show that they're interested in school, 
Notice I did not say the parent reaching out to mm, the coach yes. because college coaches typically are just going to just delete that email if it came from a parent. So really important for you to start that process early on in their high school career and start sending those emails their freshman and sophomore years and really starting that to start to investigate those schools along the way. So we want the students to be proactive. They're the ones who need to be taking this on themselves and making this happen with the connections. Absolutely. They need to do research to make sure the school is the right academic fit, athletic fit, social fit. And we know parents have that financial fit as well. That's important too. How important uh, coaches social media in this process um, for, for students? How can making connections perhaps to coaches, should they use it and how, 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 how can it be used effectively? Absolutely. You know, I think it's important that, that every student athlete, any school that they're interested in, that they always follow those schools on Twitter, Instagram, and, and get to know what their program does. Oftentimes you'll see a day in the life that they'll, they'll record on Instagram or Twitter or something like that. And so you get to know the program. You may see something about the community service that they're doing. You may see something of a situation where they're you know showing adversity after a game and how do they manage it in, in, in a spiritual perspective and mm. how do they manage you know uh, different cultural things that may be going on or things like that. And so I always encourage you to follow those programs, get a feel for what they're like, but then you can also utilize social media to be able to reach out to coaches and send them direct messages and be able to show them um, your interest and say, hey, by the way, I sent you a video, but also, Harry, here's, a, here's some, some information that you can know about me. And by the way, I also sent you an email too. And so we can get a little bit of follow-up and overlap too. Already great advice for our families that are listening. I'm a frustrated athlete myself, coach. Uh, so I wasn't good enough to play in college. So I was a PA announcer for many, many years. In fact, I'm doing a game tonight here at a local college. So I, I've seen the social media interaction a lot. I, I wonder too, how important uh, are the coaches, the high school coaches perhaps in this relationship? Maybe travel ball. Is there something to that? Is there is there a way that prospective students or families can use the coaches in their lives to help them at the next level as well? Well, I think it's important to know and understand that the college coaches want to hear from the student athletes first, not the parents, not the coaches. They want to hear from the student athletes. They want to know that they're interested. They want to see their transcripts. They want to see, uh, you know, their video film that they have as well, just to kind of get a glimpse of who they are. You know, the, the coaches can support the process just like the parents can support the process. But I don't. I think it's important to not rely on thinking that the, your your high school coach or your travel coach is going to get you recruited and get you seen. Instead, it's the idea of you showing interest to the school, letting them know that you're interested in their program, and then giving them opportunities to be able to see you. So not only sending you know film, but also sending your upcoming schedules, especially if you're going to be at college showcase tournaments, things like that. You know, a lot of coaches, depending on the sport, don't always come out to the high schools to see you play. So being able to market yourself is, is the really key part of it and not relying on the coaches to do it for you, but they can be supportive. You know, I think it's important to list their coaches and as a reference, but they could also write a letter of recommendation. That's awesome, you know, for coaches to see. The biggest thing is, is just not thinking that the high school coach is going to help you get found. And I think that's important for, for families to know is their, their kid needs to be the one that's reaching out for sure. That's really good advice. So there's a family listening today. Maybe somebody's on a, a treadmill as we were talking earlier. Maybe somebody's getting ready for a 5K or a half marathon. And, and it's important for the student to take take the initiative to do this. That's a big takeaway for us right away. Absolutely. And it also prepares them for life, I would imagine, right? Aren't there life skills that come after that because they do this in this process? Absolutely. You know, maybe those, you know, initial emails lead to a phone call or, you know, an opportunity to be able to sit on the phone with the coach or maybe in person with the coach. And, you know, we look at the idea of the long-term life skills, whether they end up playing in college or not, but 
think about the fact that they're learning how to do an interview and learning how to be professional on whether it's on camera or maybe it's on the phone or maybe it's in person. The idea is that they start to learn, you know, how to speak with the coaches, what questions they should be asking as well. And, you know, we have some resources on our websites that talk about, you know, 21 questions to ask a college coach and, you know, making sure you also understand what you should be putting in a video and how to write a professional email. It's interesting, especially I work with tons and tons of high school kids. And so many of them think it's okay to put texting acronyms in an email to a coach. I'm like, no, 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 guys, this is professional. We don't put any LOLs or BRBs or anything like that in there. It's the idea of making sure it's professional language. And so a parent, you know, and a coach can, can look over a kid's shoulder in the process you know, and make sure they're doing the right things. But the key is they want to hear their voice and wants to be getting to know who they are because the college coaches want to build a relationship with the student athletes. And I know that's really hard for some parents to let go of that process, but, you know, prepare them. And I think it's you empower them and maybe have them already have gone through a virtual campus tour. You know, that's so easy to do, especially after COVID. Every college has something Mm -hmm. on their website. You can investigate what the school looks like, making sure it's the right good academic fit for you, as well as understanding. I always encourage, if you're going to look at a Christian college, see what it looks like for their chapels. What does that look like? It's different in every Christian college. They're not the same. And if you find one Christian college, that's not a good fit for you. Go find another one and, and investigate what that looks like as well as with the team and, and be able to interact with them as well as the coaches and really get an experience of what it's like to be a day in the life as being a student athlete. Excellent. Uh, and working, having worked in an admissions enrollment world, some of those email addresses that students have, their email addresses themselves are quite funny too, aren't they? And so, oh yeah, my, yes. yeah, those communications, <laughs> yeah, no text language in the email addresses. Uh, Coach, you have said a couple times now, which is, is the reason we have this podcast. We are trying to get uh, families to think about what it looks like at what I call a Christ-centered college university or Christian school. Um, so you obviously spent years coaching at a Christian university, and we know it holds a special place in your heart as well. What what should families need to know why Christian universities might be the right fit for their son or daughter? You know, I think it's important to get to campus as soon as possible and be able to have an experience. Even if you can't meet with a coach, go and do the admissions tour, interact with, even if it's just a regular student, get, in, get a feel for what that looks like. If they have chapel, go on a day that they have chapel, get an experience. Because I can tell you, I've been to chapel at multiple different Christian colleges. They are not all the same. Very important for you to know. Some Christian colleges are more in, in name of Christian college mm-hmm. as opposed to really the expectations and lifestyle expectations that are there. And, you know, do you have to take classes that are Old Testament, New Testament, things like that? Or or maybe it's a Catholic university and they may have some Catholic traditions they need to have, you know, coursework as well. So it's important to really get an experience and really, really important to think that not all Christian colleges are the same. You know, you look at division one schools, you look at NAI schools, division threes, division twos. There are so many opportunities out there and so many kids just think, oh, I'm just going to look at the division one colleges and that's all I'm going to look at. And they don't realize there are so many opportunities, especially when it comes to athletic aid and academic aid being able to be combined at the division two level and NAI level. Obviously, division three does not have any athletic scholarships that are out there but they only have academics and and financial aid. But the fact is, is so many kids don't realize that there are other options besides the division one mentality. And it's like, well, if I don't make this school, I'm just going to forget it. I'm not going to play in college. And it's like, no, you could have an amazing experience. There are division two and division three and NAI schools that are out there. You could have an amazing experience. The thing is, they're not all great programs. You need to find the right fit for you academically, athletically, socially, and moms and dads have that category of financially as well. 
Man, you're, you're talking like all my years of enrollment advice. You're exactly right. And, and again, if you're just joining us, we're here uh, with Coach Renee Lopez, an expert in the college recruiting process and particularly in the athletic world. You mentioned this. You started to reference this a little bit. And I, and I remember over the years, some of these families who come in, there's a student who's convinced he's going to be a D1 athlete. You know, he knows he's, he's got the goods. Mom and dad think he might be the goods. So again, you touched on just a second ago, but what about all the options? You mentioned there are D2, NAIA. There are different kinds of opportunities. How do you help and what do you advice do you give to families when they're making this decision as it relates to the ability of their son or daughter and the right fit for their institution? Absolutely. First and foremost, I call it the broken leg test and the idea and the mentality of if you were no longer able to play or you tore your ACL or something else happened, you had a back injury or something where you can no longer play, you want to choose a college that first and foremost passes the broken leg test. And that means an academic fit a social fit and a financial fit. And I think when you start the process, I always encourage families to start with 20 to 30 schools, five to eight at every level that you're starting the emails with. And what you'll start to find, and you have to know and understand the NCAA rules and when they can respond and coaches can respond to them and such. But you know, the great part about NAI and D3 schools is that college coaches can speak with you at any point in time in your high school career. And that also applies to junior colleges. So if you go that route and then look to transfer to a four-year school, it's important to know that you could start the conversations even as a freshman in high school with an NAI school or a D3 or even a junior college. And so you'll be able to have some of those experiences to then be able to move forward and see as you go along, depending on what uh, sport it is and uh, what level of division one, division two of when a college coach can interact with you. But you start out with five to eight of every level and contact those, send them your film, you know, send their transcripts and information. If you're looking at Christian college, tell them you're a Christian, tell them you've been involved with Young Life or Fellowship Christian Athletes or your youth group. Maybe you sing and you're, you know, at, at your church or tell them something about that. It helps them realize that you've actually looked at their school, you know, and be able to share what that looks like. And so I think if you can, you know, really start the process and casting a wide net, 20 to 30 schools, five days at every level, and you start to realize who's going to recruit you and who's not. And those levels, now let's just say division ones aren't responding to your emails and they can, but you know, they're just not responding to you. Then maybe you need to look focus a little bit more on the division twos or NAIs or D3s that are really responding to you. And so I think that's the biggest thing is cast a wide net, look at the schools, do the virtual campus tours. They're free. Why not? Before you travel across the country and spend tons of money on flights and hotels and things like that, why don't you instead take a look at those virtual tours and reach out to those schools, see if the coaches are interested in you, send them your schedules, and really be proactive in your communication with those coaches. Because if you're proactive, the coaches are getting interested and looking forward to getting to know you more and also interact with you. You know, there's some amazing Christian colleges that are out there and so many kids just dismiss them because they 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 think it's in a small town or they, they think it's not a state they wanna be in. And I always say, investigate everything, every opportunity that you may have and never pass it up until you've actually experienced the school and really get a feel for what it's like to be on campus interact with the student athletes as well as the coaches. Well, I'm not even an athlete. I'm ready. It's like this pregame speech. I'm ready to go right now and start the game. I don't know who we're playing, but we're about to win. I guarantee you that. You, you said this again, and, and there's a there may be a, a misconception or a perception rather that both on the academic side of things, but also athletically, that Christian schools might be second rate. And I've seen, I've seen almost 700 college basketball games in my time and in my, my days. I can tell you there's outstanding quality of play. Again, you said it there, but I wanna push in a little bit more and talk about the quality of the academic programs, the development of the whole student, but also athletically, can a family out there get all of the best in academics and athletics at a Christian school? 
Absolutely. 100%. You know, you have to look at every single program and what you're, you know, speaking with coaches, you know, there are good programs at every single level. There's not great programs at division one and there's not great programs at division three, but there's also phenomenal division three programs that can beat some division one programs. And so I think oftentimes we just take those numbers as being a, a, a of they're not competitive and it's not true. The fact is you have to look and evaluate every single program that you're speaking with and really get to know what their program is like, what their coaching staff is like. More importantly, get to know what their teammates, your future teammates could be like, and what do they do on weekends? What types of choices are they making on weekends? And what types of choices are they not making on weekends? And I think that's really important to really um, help through the process. But that's where the, those campus visits come in really, really important because we have to really make sure that we're helping kids to really determine those factors that are beyond the actual playing time. The fact of the matter is, if a coach interested in you, you should be starting that conversation, getting on campus as soon as possible and getting interact interactions with those teammates. But also the idea of understanding, you know, what their team has been able to do in terms of their league. You know, they may be in the National Christian Colleges um, Athletic Association and they may have also championships they can pursue that way, not just in Division Two or Division Three or NAI, but they could also pursue the National Christian Colleges. And so people don't even realize that there's a whole other set of athletic opportunities to pursue national championships. And it's very competitive in a lot of sports. It's, you know, very, very competitive. And a lot of times um, they travel to really fun places. I know in soccer, they travel to Florida. And it's a yes. really great thing for uh, the national tournament and, you know, being able to really explore what those options are that they may be a division two, II, division three or NAI school, but they can also be national Christian college athletic association opportunities there too. So it's important to really pursue and, and cast that wide net, not just think, I'm all going division one. That's the only thing I'm doing. If I don't make division one, I'm not going to play in college. And I just still think that's the right approach because you may find a great academic fit. And that's first and foremost, when we're choosing a school, make sure it has the right fit for you academically, but you may find a great academic fit that you can also be able to continue playing your sport for four years and maybe even get some athletic scholarship money too. Excellent. Uh, I'm pretty sure the school that I worked at for many years, that national championship banner that they have in the arena from a few years ago, that's the NCCAA. Man, those players see that and value that and love that experience so much as well. They, they were and are national champions. You're listening to the Higher Ed, Higher Purpose podcast. The difference between high school athletics in general now, coach, and college athletics, what, what, what can a family out there expect in terms of, okay, I did this in high school, uh, this, is, this was the routine, this is the commitment, this is the work ethic. What's the difference in level of expectation and coaching and practice and workout going from the college, uh, excuse me, the high school to the college level? You know, I think it's a transit, huge transition. You know, I think obviously you have to always remember that college coaches are looking for the best and the best, and they can look for kids all across the country or across the world. They are not just limited to finding the best players in your area, which your club team, your travel team may be, uh, maybe you're in a homeschool team, you know, things like that, which is awesome. That's great. But think about it on a bigger scale. They're picking the best, the best across the country and across the world. They are looking for really talented athletes where you may go from being the best athlete on your team and your high school or in your homeschool team or your travel team, or maybe one of the top two or three on your teams to then being 
everyone coming into that same situation. Every one of them was one of the top players in their team. Many of them were captains of their high school teams and their club teams and stuff like that. And so, you know, it, it ups the level in terms of the ability. And what the great part is, is when you come to being a college freshman, you start to realize, oh my gosh, it's a whole new That's level right. of play and it's competitive and it's going to push you to be better. And it's going to push you to get stronger in the weight room for sure, get you faster, depending on what your sport is. Obviously, you know, what you may be looking at, you know, a, a football player at 18 and a football player at 22 are two totally different things in most situations, you know, and, and versus, you know, looking at the developments you may have had, you have to remember that those coaches are also full-time coaches, which you're not going to see oftentimes in high schools. You know, sometimes you do see that in the club settings, but in the travel team settings, but the fact is these coaches are trained, many of them were college athletes themselves or trained at a really good um, other college coaches to be assistants and then became a head coach. You know, it's serious. It's important. It's a commitment level. It's not just intramurals, which is something that a lot of schools offer. And if you want to just continue your sport and just to, to dabble in it, you know, maybe looking and seeing if there's intramurals that are there. But um, it is a serious commitment. You're going to have some 6 a.m. or 5 a.m. weight room times. You're going to have times when you're traveling and missing classes and you've got to make up a test and things like that. And you meet and talk with your professors before you travel. And how do you schedule these things out and get prepared for it? You know, sometimes being proctored of tests on the road, that happens too. You know, so the idea of, of thinking that it is a commitment to be a student athlete and notice the word I say often is student athlete. It's student first and college coaches are going to be very concerned about your grades. They want kids that are, are, are talented athletically, but more importantly, they want to have kids that they're not to worry about academically. And they know you're going to go to class. They know they don't have to, to, to watch out and for you and making sure that you're not just blowing off assignments and things like that. They want to make sure that you are committed to your academics as well as your athletics and that means off-season training as well, as, as well as, you know, during the summers and preparing yourself, depending on what your sport, when those times are too. And obviously at Division One versus, you know, Division Three, there's a little bit difference in terms of scheduling. And that's important for you to ask. I always recommend if you're meeting with a coach, ask what a typical week is like, and then ask what the typical year is like in terms of when they train, what is their training looking like on a daily basis, and then take those questions and ask the student athletes. How do you manage that schedule every week with being a student and ask someone, see if there's somebody that's also in the major you want to go into. If you're going pre-med and you think this is what you want to do, ask somebody else who's an athlete. Maybe you don't have necessarily on your team, the team that you're going to play for, find another student athlete who's at that college and get the perspective of what it looks like every week to be a student athlete in that major and balancing practices and such and travel with your team too. So it's important to really look at the bigger picture. Like I said, that broken leg test. I love it. Excellent advice for our students and families that are listening. We have some families who are going to maybe international schools. We have some Canadian schools recruiting students from the U.S. to go up and play there. So there, there are many partnerships with international high school counselors and so forth. What Do you have any advice about players or families considering international options that might be looking to play overseas or in another country? So the NCAA does have a few of campuses that are in Canada. And so it's important um, if you're going that way to really um, make sure that you have everything squared off in terms of going in as an international student athlete. And that's going to be partially through the through your admissions office. And it's also the same if, if a Canadian kid is coming to the U.S., making sure all of their paperwork is done. And here's the important thing. It takes months. Most people think it happens overnight and it doesn't, especially with COVID. There's been tons of delays of trying to get student athletes back in the United States and stuff. And so it's important to really start that process 
this very early. I highly recommend you download from the NCAA. There is an international student guide, college bound guide that exists. Download that information because important thing for you to know that you meet the academic requirements to be an NCAA student athlete, as well as if you were gonna go the NAI route. Very important to have that information because you need to have your transcripts set up and things like that. And as we continue to, to evolve and, and, and adjust right now with testing and how that works, you know, I really, really suggest that, especially for student athletes who are looking to come to the U.S., make sure that you have your SATs um, written um, early on. Do not wait till your senior year. Definitely make sure you do it during your junior year. We know we've had lots of setbacks with that with the past few years, but the fact is it's, it's really important to have those tests set up as well as your transcripts. And then putting that information to the, the NCAA Eligibility Center. The NAI and the NCAA both have eligibility centers. And the NCAA, kind of, you kind of need to start that a little bit sooner than you need to do the NAI, but making sure that you have your core courses on track in reliance, especially if you're an international, making sure that all your transcripts are gonna be able to, not only to be accepted to the college, but you need to also make sure that you're being accepted and approved to being eligible at the NCAA Division One or Division Two levels, as well as the NAI. Division Three gets certified through the actual college. So it's important though, to start that process early. It's applying, getting accepted to the college that's completely separate from the NCAA or the NAI eligibility. And oftentimes people think, well, I'm accepted to the school, I'm good. And it's like, nope, you're not. And making sure that also that you graduate from your high school and you have, this goes for American kids or, or internationals, is you need to make sure that you have your core courses completed. Do not expect that you have graduated from high school, therefore you're eligible. It doesn't always pan out that way. I even had a kid with a, like a 30 ACT, really high score, 4.0, honor student, AP student. She was that kid who did everything, top 10% of her class, not be eligible. We find out after she graduated from high school because she had skipped over a math class that she needed. And she took a um, a stats two class her senior year, as opposed to she could have taken a basic class to make sure she was eligible. And so that course actually hurt her in terms of being eligible. So my 4.0, 30 ACT kid wasn't eligible. She had to take a summer course. That's not the kid who wants me to take a summer course, no. especially a few months before she goes off to college. So it was not a fun situation. So be proactive in looking at the academic requirements for the college specifically, but also make sure you're keeping track of what it looks like for the NCAA as well as the NAI. And more and more of schools within our membership, and certainly even at the, as you mentioned, the NCAA Division One, Two, Three, and NAI levels are having international students come be a part. And we want those families that are listening to us to be aware. We're, uh, just a couple more questions uh, before we before we finish our time with Coach Lopez. Coach, you've seen a lot of players play, and and there's pressure performing well. There's pressure in the classroom. But man, it's still sports. So isn't it, do you have a, a memory or recollection that this is, a, this is supposed to be fun, right? So yes, there's the serious, the serious part of this, but it's also gonna be the most wonderful time of these students' lives. Am, am I right about that? Absolutely, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's fun because now I look and I see, you know, I, I've, I've been removed from coaching for a few years and, and now I have all kinds of alumni who are often getting married and, you know, having kids of their own. And it's awesome to see. And now actually I had a, one of them reach out to me. She's starting to coach her little five-year-old and she's reached out. She goes, coach, I don't know what to do at practice with them. And I was like, you're a college athlete. I think you'll be all right at the, at the five-year-olds. Right. You'll be able to handle it. But, uh, you know, it's kind of fun to be able to see that and looking and seeing how many more in each other's, in each other's weddings yes. and, you know, and be able to see that they're still friends and some live all across the country and all across the world and they still keep connected. And so, you know, it's an amazing opportunity. You want to compete, you want to win all those things. You want championships, 
but it's a bigger picture of you're going to create friendships for life. And those friendships will stand the test of time. I mean, once you've been a college athlete, you've, you've gone through the thick of things and preseasons and, you know, in 90 degree weather, you have a bond that is that you can't even share. But now you look and you say, okay, well, what does that look like at a Christian college? Now you have a spiritual bond yes. as well. And you have a deep Christian friendships that will last you a lifetime. And you'll call upon in the in the darkest moments of your life and, and celebrate the best moments of your life together. And so, you know, you look at those opportunities and say, I really highly encourage families to take a look at Christian colleges, go and explore, see what the campus life is like, see what that team culture is like, get to know those coaches. You know, those coaches may be the people that are also in your weddings down the road too. Wonderful. Well, Coach Lopez, we, we're so grateful for your time. And clearly, the expertise that you have is evident in our conversation. But the enthusiasm and the energy you have, you have for this part of the higher ed experience. And, and we're so pleased to connect with people who are people of faith as well. Any closing thoughts or any kind of uh, tell us what you're doing and what, what's going on that we can tell our listeners about as well? Sure. You know, I think a great couple of things that I have is some great resources for you guys to do. Download first and foremost. Um, I have a free special report, strategies to emailing a college coach. You can download from rlopezcoaching.com. We'll put, I'm sure that in the show notes for you guys, rlopezcoaching.com. It's a free special report, strategies to email a college coach. What should you put in your email? What should you not? I think that's important. You can download that completely for free, as well as if you are interested in picking up a copy of my book, we interviewed 65 college coaches and athletic directors across all different divisions. We even have sections in there about being a Christian college and what does that look like to get go through the recruiting process and what things should you be including in your emails to a Christian coach that you're interested in of a school that, and what does it do to how do you set yourself apart from that? So our book is called Looking for a Full Ride. Again, we interviewed 65 college coaches and athletic directors and across all different divisions, across 19 sports, we have athletic directors, you know, from some of the top schools in the country, as well as some coaches from the top schools in the country, and then also schools you've never heard of intentionally, because we want you to really cast your net very wide and really be able to look and see what's the best fit for you academically, athletically, socially, and financially. So you can uh, pick up Looking for a Full Ride at lookingforafullride.com. Well, we're so grateful. And for that high school student who's being proactive in this process, make sure students, you go to rlopezcoaching.com and get this free download. And also make sure and go to lookingforafullride.com to get Coach Lopez's book. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And also want to encourage any parents that are listening to join our parents Facebook group. It is educating parents of high school student athletes on the college recruiting process. I know that sounds like a long title. We'll put a link there in the show notes too, but it is where we have over 58,000 people in there. I myself speak in there every single day, as well as a team of experts, some former college coaches, as well as test prep experts and, and other different uh, people from different walks of life. How do you find the other local scholarships? How do you think through this from a mental side of things and not be so nervous when a college coach is coming? And, you know, also life coaches, things like that. We have a team of experts there to help you through the process. It is completely for free. So we'll put that link in there too. It's called Educating Parents of High School Student Athletes on the College Recruiting Process. It is only for parents and coaches. It was a Facebook group and highly recommend you are in there regularly and use the search bar for us and we'll help you out. 
So any parent out there that you have a son or daughter that you think can play in college, you definitely should be a part of this Facebook group. We will put it in the show notes and all the promotion that we're doing. So parents, be sure and do that. Get a copy of Coach Lopez's book. Check out her website because the expertise and the knowledge you'll gain will be worth it. Coach Lopez, thank you so much for taking the time to be a part of our podcast. And thank you, thank you for what you're doing in helping prospective student athletes find the right fit for them. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. Be sure to join us next time for the Higher Ed, Higher Purpose podcast.